Hello and welcome to another Silicon Valley Review podcast. I'm Kevin. With me as always is Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Hey, Kevin. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, I want to talk about Silicon Valley in general. So I actually watched a handful of episodes last night. And I feel that, I'm trying to remember back to when we were doing the last couple of seasons review, we felt like it was just getting dumber and dumber. And yeah. The writing was getting worse and worse. Overall, I thought these last couple were pretty funny. Yeah. And I'm kind of back into it now. Yes. I felt at the end, actually, I mean, all of last season, to be honest, right. felt like they were being gimmicky and sort of playing to the lowest common denominator and just trying to get cheap laughs. And I feel like either the writers have really stepped it up or they've got new writers. It felt like last season the writers had already earned their earnout. They'd already been paid their earnout, but they still couldn't get another job. They had a non-compete in place, so they had to just stay and write. Oh, interesting. Kevin, can you explain what an earnout is? <laughs> like that segue? So an earnout, for those of you who might not be familiar, is generally in conjunction with some sort of an exit or an M&A transaction where a founder or key employees are incentivized generally through cash payments to stay longer. So the purchase price might be $5 million with a million of that being in earnout payments, meaning they have to stay and the earnout could be based on time, could be based on milestones. A lot of time they're revenue based. Earnouts actually get really tricky when you're talking about how they affect the stockholders, right? The passive stockholders, right. the non employee ones. So, all right. So, episode two was blood money. So, Aaron, let me refresh you on it. This is the one where Dinesh sits down at the game that they're playing that Colin has written. And now whatever you say, they just feed an ad. Into yeah, it. it's like if we were just talking about the earnout provisions and we started getting pop-ups for LegalZoom in right. the game. That's exactly what would yeah. happen, which I think happens in real life because I was listening to the ticket and one of the guys was saying that he does this and your phone is picking it up. That's how you get served ads on Twitter that so, are yeah, they, exactly they, what you're th talking about. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those companies say they're not using your phone's microphone when you're not engaging with exactly. it to you know, search or whatever. But I swear, I have talked to my wife about, hey, we need to get more dog food. And next thing you know, I'm seeing ads for dog food when I haven't searched for it at all. So this is one of the brilliant points of Silicon Valley because I think what they're t touching on is super salient, right? Right. So they've got this privacy issue, which is huge. with everything going on with Russia or Ukraine or whoever you want to believe it was. And then they've got this using personal data thing, which Richard started the season off with. But let's get into that for a sec. So I am convinced that those things are picking up, right? I do think they're listening, and I do think they're ser serving you ads, not just based on your click history. That's obvious. We all know right. that happens. But based on what you're talking about. I believe it because I see it happen. But at the same time, I my thought is, if it were actually happening in, real happening in reality, we would have some sort of whistleblower from Facebook or from Instagram who says, no, look, here's here's what I worked on. That's a fair point. There's so many people out there right. who have worked on these things. Right. We know more about it. Well, it's an amazing coincidence that those ads get fed into your social media. Uh, let's try it. I'm just going to go ahead and say I like Taco Bueno, and let's see when I get served in Taco Bueno. Great. Right? Might also be because I'm in Dallas, and I'm of the right age to eat Taco Bueno, so maybe everyone gets served Taco Bueno ads. Anyway, so Colin is putting in these AP, they're using the uh, brilliant code that Richard had developed to run ads based on what people are saying as they're talking to their buddies during the game. And then as Richard is kind of dealing with this, Jared comes in and resigns. I think we saw this uh, forecasted from the Quart, 
Quark. Quark. I think Quark. Quark. Have you seen a spelling on this? I think. Well, yes, because I am 80 years old at heart. I watch everything with closed captioning on, <laughs> and it is Quark. <laughs> For do you really watch it with closed captioning? Everything is watched with closed captioning on. <laughs> and then, how do you spell Quark? Q U A R K. Okay. Because if it were Quart, it'd just be 32 ounces, which would be a weird name. I would say that there's a benefit to watching things with closed captions. So I appreciate that, Aaron, because I was kind of confused about that. So we can save. I had a segment planned to talk about the name. How do you spell it? But I guess I can cut that one. Sorry. Sorry to ruin the the run sheet. Did you pick up? There's a weird line from Jared in there where he said he's resigning and he said he's just been upset. And he said that he forgot his godson's 40th birthday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How does that happen? I don't think Jared's 40. Well, but I think that's the running joke is that he looks younger. He dresses uh, older. I okay. think the, like the running joke is that Jared is way older than we think he is. That might be it. So maybe he's 50 or 60 yeah. or something. It, okay. That definitely fed into that. So Richard kicks him out of his office. So there's this Jared Richard dilemma going on. And then let's go over to Hooli for a second. Well, I want to talk about Hooli, but I also want to say the legal analysis here is getting slim to none. And right. we'll see. there there was a uh, attorney appearance. Just just hold on for the for the end of this episode because okay. I've got I've got some fun notes. All right, we'll get there. So Gavin's board is very frustrated with Gavin as Gavin's kind of walking them through their product offering that just looks like a bunch of dead right services and products. Well, can we talk about the inspirational quotes that he had (laughs) peppered into? He like front loaded his board presentation with like all of these like inspirational quotes. There was like Gandhi and yes, Oprah, Mother Teresa. Yeah, I thought that was great. The the ups and downs of Gavin, right? Yeah. Did you catch at the beginning of that board meeting? When Gavin kicks it off by saying, gentlemen and lady, I think that was a call out to California has a new requirement that corporations have at least one female director. And so I think that's what they're tying into. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm certain that it is. Yeah. That's great. I'm sure they have consultants, right? We're helping them to write these things. Yeah. That's great. Good catch. So Gavin comes up with a plan to move to Georgia, the country Georgia, which apparently there's a city in Georgia called Tbilisi. Yes. Which is spelt T-B-I to start it. Yes. I had to look it up. Oh, I had, read it. I, no, I, I did read it. And also I had at least one friend from college who studied abroad in Tbilisi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So is it a nice city? I think of yes. all the cities in the country of Georgia, it's probably the nicest. He wants to move the company there. I think it's interesting that Gavin's inner circle, <laughs> the people in his inner circle are his life coach mm-hmm. and his security guy. Yeah, Hoover. Right? Hoover's really taken a step up. Yeah. Have you noticed that in almost every scene that Hoover is in, he is holding a walkie-talkie in one hand? No. Yeah. I'll look for that. Yeah. Well, he's a security guy. Right. Right. I think that's the that's the, the common way you that you indicate that somebody's a security guy is they have a walkie-talkie. Okay. So then the episode moves to hack famine and Lori's at the hack famine thing. And I thought the hack famine thing was funny because they're just serving like an abundance of food, right? Caviar. It's just like all these indulgences right. as they're trying to hack famine. This is such a great parody because how many different hackathons do you see, Aaron? They're out there for everything well and just how many different charity things that are you know trying to serve you know hey we're doing a benefit for xyz charity and they're just spending so much money reminds me of the event economist who was at davos last year and said here we are having all these conversations on climate change and there's like a hundred private jets jets, outside right Right. how is this helping the climate anyway so i thought that was good again i think the the writing is better it's wit it's snarkier 
I mean, if you're right about that point about California boards, I mean, that's really, really yeah. clever writing. So Lori, like she's moved for me to the bottom of the characters list. I just well, she hasn't been around. I think she, her, her uncomfortableness and her tics and whatnot. It, it was. It just feels me like that's not a, like a lasting character. That, that was funny for an episode or two. No, but it's it, it's. So, you think it's relevant? It's very realistic. Yeah. And that might be why they're, they're forcing it in. Is this is, you know, maybe indicative of what some of the VCs are like. Right. Moving on through the episode. Oh, he gets offered. Let's talk about the, what's the guy's name? Maximo. Uh, Maximo. Right. Yeah. Maximo. And Maximo comes from Chilean coal money where they killed a bunch of people, but his parents didn't seem to care. And you had all of the... Uh, when was it with Maximo? When he was at Maximo's house, was that it? When uh, he's at Maximo's house and the, all the birds, birds are flying, from, yeah. flying into the window because they have that tree. In yes, the, front. the Chilean tree. Yeah, I, I, what has Maximo been in? He looks so familiar. He is from, I think, from Broad City. He's in, he might be. He's been something else that I know. Yeah, but uh, they offer him a billion dollar valuation, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm sorry, ten billion dollar valuation, a right? billion dollar investment, billion dollar investment. For ten percent of the company, when Richard, I guess, in his drunken stupor, thought it was a fifty million dollar investment. Company. Right. Yeah. Right. So he gets offered a billion dollar investment, which is, unless it's SoftBank investing in a WeWork, yeah, no one's getting a, a billion, a ten billion dollar valuation at that point in time. All that money's coming from if billion dollar investments are being made, they're not being made in venture. They're right. being made in private equity or banks or lots of other ways of doing or putting that money together. But I like the Maximo dynamic. I like the, you know, Richard is constantly struggling with, you know, he's struggling with Colin's business makes money, Colin's idea, which Richard thought was so intrusive and so unethical, and then Colin's board loves it, right? He's struggling with that. They finally are able to spin off Colin. Now he had basically convinced himself he's not going to uh, take money from Maximo until he sees how much money it is then you've got to consider it, right? right? I also think it was neat to think that Jared had been telling Maximo no right. for years. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you take any notes on the uh, on the CFIUS discussion? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought that was, first of all, the foxhole part. Yes. <laughs> when he asks his, what's his shrink's name? His life coach's name? Whatever his name, he asks him, he says... Do you know what Siffy is? And he says, yes. No, no, yeah. And then he asks him, he knows what, what grinder, grinder is. <laughs> he says, no. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought the foxhole part, hilarious. Again, very clever writing. That is believable to me that a struggling tech company would do something that might be controversial, mm-hmm. right? You know, like an Ashley Madison type deal. So, you know, you put ethics or morals aside. There's nothing illegal about foxhole that I know of. And so they are willing to d- devote time and resources to Foxhole. But then the whole Cepheus part, the way of, I'm not as familiar. Is that actually, I mean, I know what Cepheus is. I feel like, you know, we insert it. We don't do a whole lot of foreign investment here. Yeah. Is that actually what could happen? So that is what happened in the grinder context. In the grinder context, the company was sold, I think, to a Chinese entity. Mm-hmm. And they were forced eventually to unwind the right. transaction. Now, you know, to answer your question, no. If if Maximo were a – it depends on the level of control they has over the company. Right. Yes. Okay. So as a passive investor. Right. Now, CFIUS is Committee for Foreign Investment in the United States. Correct. Right? But again, a relevant, topical, and kind of, you know, complicated or complex point. Right. So yeah. the writing is just better this year. Yeah. It really is. 
So let's see. Oh, the Jared flip out thing. Yeah. What was that all about? I, I don't know, but it was, it was, it's one of those, you think, you know, a character and a character, you know, is developed over multiple seasons. And then all of a sudden there's this complete sort of 180. I don't know if it's something they're going to circle back to, or if it's just, they're doing it for a laugh, but it, it was shocking. It definitely was shocking. It was almost unbelievable, right? Th- I think that was a part to me as I kept waiting for the punchline, kept waiting for Jared to snap out of it or for this to be alternative reality. I mean, and then J- and then Richard was scared of him. So it would have made sense to me if that were... Ehrlich? Ehrlich. If it were yeah. Ehrlich, because he might have been prone to mood swings, and I could believe right. it. So it made that very unbelievable. But now Jared's accepted this or taken on this new role where he's the poker player in the room, right, just wearing his glasses and stuff. So we'll see where this is going with Jared. But I thought that part... Unless there's a payoff a couple episodes down, that part didn't quite make sense. Right. Yeah. And then I th- this episode ends, you know, the blood money ends, appropriately named, ends with him telling Maximo he will never mine user data, right? He tells him he'll take the money, but he's never going to mine user right. data. And Maximo's like, no, you're screwed now, right? You're right. going to have to do it. So anyway, so that's episode two of season five. I, Aaron, I give it two thumbs up. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. You the same? Sure. It's on the rise. The show is coming back. Okay, well, uh, we're going to cut this one here now. So that'll be the end of our Silicon Valley review of episode two of season six. We're going to do season three here shortly. So that should be released soon after this. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can always check out the rest of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts. We've got several that are law related. Some are more entertaining than this. Some are not as entertaining as this. No, I think they're all entertaining. And finally, remember to rate and review. Five stars only. Thank you. The Vailawood podcasts are recorded in our Dallas office in Mockingbird Station. You can find all of our podcasts, including Office Hours, Three Things, and Silicon Valley Review on the iTunes Store. For questions, comments, or suggestions, email us at podcasts at